Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review with a Romford recorder and Time 107.5. And it's a Friday. It's a very warm Friday. That's got nothing to do with it, really. This is not temperature dependent. The fact that we then do the local paper review. I'm joined in the studio uh, by Emma Lake and, oh, that was louder than I expected, and Laura Burdett from the, uh, oh, that's very loud, um, Romford recorder and Ilford recorder. Welcome along to the air-conditioned room. Hello. Hi. Yeah, it's loving it. Uh, do you want to know what, what, what we're packing temperature-wise in here? Do you want to guess? Uh, I'm going to go with 26. Do you know what? It's meant to be 24. I know what you mean. Maybe it's because there's three of us in here now. Forgot yeah, what that feels like. Yeah, by a couple of degrees. Feels like more of a 26, yeah. How, have you been coping with the weather? Terribly. Uh, our, the, yeah. Our okay. air conditioning's been broken in the office, so uh, it's been pretty horrible this week. Should have got into radio, not uh, print journalism. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. Um, so, and in general, how's, 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 I've not seen you for ages, have I? I wasn't here last week. Were you both in last week? No, I was in last week. I brought Hayley back. Oh, I missed Hayley, did <laughs> yeah. I? Yeah. Oh, typical. It's my fault for taking that time it off, is. isn't it, really? Oh, dear. How's she? How's life with Hayley? Hayley's good, I think. She's in Rumford somewhere, so if you see a short girl with brown hair, stop her. Karen, this is a shout-out. Every, <laughs> every time I see a short girl with brown hair, I try and Hayley. stop her. That's how I, just in case, you know, I've got, I need a hobby. Um, and, uh, yeah, Laura's life going well? Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very good. Um, so, good. The, the inter- I mean, this is uh, this leads us nicely into story. Oh, can you not hear the are your headphones plugged in properly? actually in there <laughs> oh that's better, no, better. I, can, I can hear myself talking um, that's much better um so the the story number one first one it's it's almost like a lifestyle story isn't it take it take it away our first story has featured in all of the papers this week and it is the um latest craze which is causing hordes of mainly young people to walk around at towns looking at their phones even more uh, it's pokemon go <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we've been out and about um, talking to people who have downloaded the app and are running around chasing these little virtual creatures and also the people who have seen their businesses, places of worship um, and official buildings turn into Pokestops where you go to find the Pokemon and generally I, th- I think at a Pokestop you replenish some of the supplies that are used in capturing the Pokemon oh I didn't know that All right, yeah. okay well <laughs> thank you Steve alright um, so one of the Pokestops is uh, the church in Romford Marketplace Vicar there thinks it's fantastic uh, bringing people to the church uh, and hang on so uh, the church person is just grateful that some fictional character that doesn't exist is bringing people through the doors I don't think they're even going through the doors. Oh, really? I think mostly when I was there, they were queued by the church wall that backs onto Marketplace. So, I mean, and they somehow think this is going to work. They're going to turn this around into more worshippers. Um, I think they're just putting a positive spin on it. Because we had a similar situation um, in Redbridge, the Holocaust Memorial Garden in Valentine's Park. Very strangely, it's been chosen uh, as by the game designers, presumably, as a poker stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought maybe that scene is a little bit disrespectful. But um, when we spoke to um, Rabbi Arya Sufferin, uh he said maybe a little bit disrespectful, but actually they wouldn't go there otherwise. So it's good getting people, to, um, you know, young people to go there to see something they wouldn't otherwise go to see. 
just trying to look at it in a positive way. Rev yeah. Mike Power, who aside from having the best name ever, says... <laughs> If it brings people to the church on a regular basis and could lead them to come in, then it's a good thing. I think it's wonderful that it's encouraging people to talk to each other. And they do. Well, they actually, because I'm, I'm not... Re- I, what, I don't know what the phrase, the collective phrase would be. I've only seen individuals. I don't know what a group of Pokemoners would be. I think they're called trainers. Pokemon trainers. Oh. Right. I'm not an expert. And then the, the collective noun of Pokemon trainers? Exactly. We're in uncharted water here. Um, I've I don't I've not seen them talk to each other. I have, oh. but generally about where they find out Pokemon. <laughs> so is this making society better? You know, we're actually in some ways. Give it ten years ago, right? The, anyone who's playing a game was sat on their increasingly getting bigger bottom with a games console, and then Nintendo again, same people came along with a Wii. And then actually made people stand up in front of their TV rather than sit down. It burned more calories and step forwards. And they've done it again. They've made people get out of the house. I described it as the stupidest thing I'd ever heard of. Okay, tell us more. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is pointless, isn't it? It's all very well people getting out and about. But if you're looking at your phone and, for the most time, crashing into me in the street, it seems, then you're not really... T- I don't think you are taking in your surroundings because you're flinging virtual balls at virtual creatures. But would you rather they were flinging actual balls at actual creatures? <laughs> I feel like it would be a better use of... But it would, at least that would be like football or basketball. <laughs> this is With rats and pigeons going like, what has happened? Well, you know, this is London. <laughs> Maybe not the turtles. Um, so actually you could go off grid and do like a proper analogue version of, uh, of Make Pokemon your game. own. I think that would be excellent. I bet, I bet there's some people who did that when it, yeah. when it was big in the 90s. Try and build their own Pokeballs or whatever they're called. I think it's only a matter of time before some videos turn up online, isn't it? But I mean, it is good that it's getting people out and about. And it is definitely, you know, better than sitting in a dark room all day drinking Lucas Aid. <laughs> Mind you. I'm seeing how many um, labels I can tarnish during this link. Yeah, um, this is good. Um, there have been a lot of reported stories, I think, mostly from America, I must say, um, but also from this country. Also about, from Barking and Dagenham. Also from ba- oh, yeah, of course. Uh, about 40 people got trapped in Barking Park last weekend because they'd gone in there looking for Pokemon, right. completely oblivious to the passing of time and the fact that the park actually shuts and they got stuck in there. Uh, which is actually pretty minor compared to some of the other stuff. I think yeah. there was a group of teenagers got Stuck lost in, a, in some caves yeah. in Wiltshire. In America, I read something about a guy fell in a ditch because he wasn't looking where he was going. He broke his ankle and someone else crashed their car. I mean, it's quite serious, actually. There is um, that bit of, you know, I don't want to get all Dawkins evolution. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natural selection. They're filtering themselves out, aren't they, of the gene pool? <laughs> while, while other people can be reproducing, they're I getting trapped in a Wiltshire cave. where police got called. This is my old patch shows come at police got called at two o'clock in the morning to people acting suspiciously turned out they were hunting pokemon in the middle of the night in the middle of the night so you might be right that it is how do you describe it the stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah because it's which i think is overstating it i will you know a week on i've decided i slightly overstated it um 
and that there are positives. Tell you what, it's good to have something in the news other than Brexit, though. Yeah, that's true. There's bound to be some sort of mashup at some point where you have to walk around with an app taking pictures of people from different parts of the European Union. <laughs> Catch them with a ball. <laughs> throw it out there, it's not a bad idea, Catch is it? Catch them in a big red and white ball. If they'd have back. launched that early June, then the vote would have gone differently. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, and what, what are your hobbies then, Emma? Um, I like squash, running, reading books. Remember those? All that kind yeah, of intellectual pointless. stuff. I mean, that and sitting in beer gardens in the sunshine. So, admittedly, okay. not all. Yeah, and Laura, your hobbies? Uh, not quite taken up the Pokemon. I don't have any games, actually. I, I've never had games on my phone, which I think makes me a bit sort of maybe a bit joyless I don't know <laughs> <laughs> straight to the joyless yeah nice um, last what? night my boyfriend told me to get with the millennials <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah that's, that's also, a bit disparaging someone says that to me that's a different thing <laughs> um, okay I was just trying to, work, trying to work out what your pastimes would be and see if they were more pointless than, than Pokemon Go because I mean you know it gets you out of the house you do get to see things through the lens of your phone but you put the mm. camera mode on it so you can actually people say they're not looking where they're going you can see where you're going through your phone just saying yeah that's true but they have their hand by their waist as it's, opposed to in front of their not, eyes where people are walking it's not a walking. real map either it, when it comes up it's not a proper map it's just it's just the roads it doesn't have like it's not like a Google map yeah, but the, the augmented reality part of it, so you can have your camera on and it Im- superimposes the, the Pokemon thing um, on the actual picture. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, That's all, true. Yeah. <laughs> so if we put them in that mode, put the hands a bit higher, they're actually seeing the world. I don't want to do a U-turn on my previous statement, but we were from the era of Pokemon cards and I did have quite a lot of that and I don't know whether they're more ridiculous or equally ridiculous as the virtual ones probably equally I would uh, throw it out as a phone in but I think there's possibly a chance that no one really gets down with the Pokemon into, <laughs> oh, well the phones are ringing maybe I'm wrong if you are a Pokemon, Pokemon trainer I'm not down with all the phrases <laughs> um, then you can text 85 to start with the word time and the rest of your message if you uh, I just think if you've got the space on your phone to manage an email as well, you're probably busy capturing something. But you can email on air at time1075.net. We'll be dealing with uh, more of the stories on the way. Oh, story number two, give us a tease what we're going to be talking about. We're talking about alternative gardens. It's the local paper review, uh, joined by Laura Burnip and Emma Lake from the Ilford Recorder and Romford Recorder. Story number two, what have you got for me? This is a story from Ilford. Um, for anyone who's ever... Uh, driven underneath the flyover of the North Circular at the junction with Romford Road. You'll be pleased to hear that £1 million is going to be put into turning it into a garden junction, which sounds a lot like Garden Bridge. Um, But this is uh, news that's come out. I think uh, Redbridge Council had bid for funding to do something a bit more creative, make it safer for cyclists, that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, on Tuesday, uh, Sadiq Khan... Uh, revealed that they had uh, they would be getting the money. Um, so yeah, we don't know too much about it at the moment. This, uh, apparently, there are some initial images that have been drawn up, so we're hopefully getting hold of those at some point to show what it's going to be like. But um, it's just whether it's something that uh, you know people think is is necessary, or whether that money could be spent on something else. So. How to phrase this as a question. Is it there... I mean, you know, when I'm driving uh, anywhere near the North Circular, I'm probably not normally checking out 
green space. I don't think, you know what, I'm going to nip down to the North Circular and enjoy some garden. Um, and by, pop some Pokemon on there and then we, we, could, <laughs> we could sort out society rather quickly, couldn't we? Um, isn't, isn't it there for a garden that just no one's going to be able to get to? You just look at it from your car as you go round. I think so. Yeah. I think it will be... Well, it's all part of... Um, the money's come from the Air Quality Fund, and we all know this is a massive issue, uh, particularly uh, in London, where there's a lot of stationary vehicles a lot of the time, um, putting a lot of chemicals into the air. So I think... I, I get the impression that this is... Hopefully, the idea is well, it will encourage people to walk more, you know... It's not a particularly nice place to walk um, and to make it safer for cyclists. Um, I think the plants are supposed to suck some of the pollutants out of I the air. they do, don't they? But they're mainly a carbon dioxide one and your pollutants, any, here any comes the excuse. science, <laughs> is uh, nitrogen oxides and sulfur oxides, which when reacted to the UV light turns to ozone, which is why it really ages you, isn't it? Ozone. I forgot you're a chemist. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Um, yeah, but I suppose um, carbon monoxide is one of the things that comes out of it as well, which is bad for you. That's absorbed by soil. Fact. So the... <laughs> should have said hashtag fact. Um, so having more trees around, I guess, is good. But why don't they then just have lots of grass and trees that are really good at sucking up um, chemicals rather than an actual garden that's all plants and stuff? I'm assuming that it's the green leaf that does all the hard work. Anything that looks nice, the nice flowers, is nothing more than just flowers mating. Dirty. <laughs> I, I think, and this I think is really, really a negative viewpoint, but if you've got something like the North Circular, which is inevitably going to be polluted and dirty and horrible, yeah. drive people away from it. Don't encourage them with right. greenery. Just say, look, go and walk over there where it's a bit cleaner. Easier, cheaper. But this is this is the junction um, as you go from, basically as you go from Newham into Redbridge, as you go underneath. So I don't think it's necessarily people who will be just be going over the North Circular. They wouldn't be able to see it because it's underneath the flyover. It's a secret garden area underneath the flyover. So I think the idea would be that people who maybe would drive now from, say, I don't know, Manor Park to Ilford... Or maybe they go from Ilford uh, along the Romford Road or something like that. It's it's to kind of encourage them to either walk or to cycle. I think that's the idea. It does say um, a little bit more about what it's going to include. It's not just plants and, and a garden. It's going to have upgrades to footways, crossing points, carriageway surfacing and lane reduction, lighting upgrades, artwork and improvement to an existing bus stop. Um, but it's just it's called the Ilford Garden Junction Scheme. So I think that's probably because it's a bit more catchy. People like the word garden. Yeah, the the Ilford bus stop upgrade scheme. It's not got the same ring to it. Don't like that as much. Although that's the nicer part, isn't it? More bus stops and what they're doing with the paths that makes more sense. Having the trees there, the plants there. If it's is it going to get enough sun? We've got that flyover. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I think to some extent we've got to wait and see what the designs are going to be like. Do you think we can get Joanna Lumley down for the opening? <laughs> is she, she's only a bridge. She's only a bridge. Garden on a bridge. She'll never get under her flyover. This is the antithesis of what she enjoys. <laughs> She'd be looking up at that flyover going, that could have been such a great garden. <laughs> um, okay, so this is one where I guess we have to put a pin in it and see what happens, but... 
But you might be right that maybe the money could be spent on a place where you could enjoy a garden where you don't have lots of traffic nearby, making traffic noise and kicking out pollution. Maybe that's an idea. But then... But we're all so busy. You know, why not combine that with your commute? Yeah, a drive-through garden. This is yeah, what's finally been invented. a drive-through garden. I think that's that, what that might be the demise of civilization. <laughs> And on that bombshell, um, story number three on the way, what have you got for us? Uh, we've got Doggy E-Fits for you. Doggy E-Fits? Doggy E-Fits, All best there. story ever. I can't wait. <laughs> We're doing the local paper review, joined by Emma Lake and Laura Burnett. Oh, we've got a text, by the way. You know, previously we were talking about um, Pokemon. Big news stories that need to be covered. Uh, Kip sends a text, 85 travel 2 start with the word time. How do you get a Pikachu on the bus? Pokemon. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. <laughs> loving your work, Kip. Loving your work. Uh, so, are, are you, have you recovered from that joke by now, Emma? Are you yeah, okay to start right this now. one? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, we're on to... This is from our sister title, The Barking and Dagenham Post, who uh, this week have reported on the council's decision to start releasing pug shots to, uh, to shame dog mess culprits into action. And this is technology that I didn't know existed. They're going to take the DNA of a dog, test it, and from this DNA, you can find out um, details of the pet's face type, length of their tail, uh, gender, coat texture, and eye colour. They're then going to draw up efits of the dogs to shame the, resp- the owners. How can they do it with the dogs, and yet we can't do that with humans? We do with that do that with humans though. Well, oh, well, not I don't, think, from I don't think humans do it quite as often as dogs do in public. I should hope not. <laughs> you don't know until they start DNA testing it, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hang on, only one of these is from a dog." It's <laughs> one dude who's been travelling around the various gardens and underpasses. Um, so, so you can actually test the DNA, and this is science going all wrong, isn't it? That now because oh, we understand the genome, we can somehow know what a dog looks like from its poops. And the length of its tail. (laughs) Very important information. (laughs) On this particular refit, though, it doesn't say length of tail. It's just a face. But I've been told that it's in the story that they can tell that too. So I guess here's my my follow-up question is, um, so you find an, an area that has been, you know, a crime scene, effectively. You take that bad boy off. You get a little bit of DNA from the, the dog poops. You work out what the dog looks like. You print off your mug, uh, your pug shot, which is a great title. Yeah. Um, then what? Well, um, well done. You got a picture of a dog that's done a whoopsie in a park. Yeah, they're going to be published, put up in parks, and published in the council's newsletter, which I'm sure is widely read, to encourage owners to clear up after their pets. Okay. So I think it's a shame of. I mean, you're not really shaming the owners, you're more shaming the dogs, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> I mean, science, isn't the, science is not yet in a place where it can test the, the dog poo and tell you what the owner looks like. Tell you what the like. owner looks like, that would be the next step. They always say that owners look a little bit like their dogs. <laughs> so. Maybe you're the final link of this plan. I can't really imagine. So imagine you're in a park and you see a poster of this dog's face and then you're looking around and there's dogs... Maybe a similar looking dog is running around. Like you'd have to be very confidently sure that it was the same mm. dog. I just don't really see that happening. I don't see how you're supposed to get close enough to someone else's dog to look at it in the eyes oh. and Measure be like, tail. it was you, wasn't it? Measure its tail, yeah. And even if you did all that and then you say it was you, you're quite right to point out the dog would probably not feel shame. 
No, or you're just going to shame like every golden retriever. Well, this is the thing I worry about. This is stereotyping, isn't it? This is going to lead to, yeah, that if you've got a golden retriever and you know that there's a golden retriever roughly fitting the description of your golden retriever that is leaving it left, right and centre, you're not going to want to take your dog out. Mm? Think about that. Think about the the people who will suffer. Mistaken identity. Yeah. I think this is a dangerous precedent. I really do. No, I don't, I don't really. Um, this is the story that I was feeling the most positive about. Have I ruined it for you? Really? It's odd that you were feeling positive about something today. Are you sure? Should we double check? <laughs> the breakdown of the air conditionings had a strong effect on me. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I really like the picture of the dog, firstly. I think and it's it, one of those things. It's a it's a good headline grabber, but yeah, and I know this yeah. is genuinely a really big issue in Barking and Dagenham. It's a big issue everywhere, uh, and I know they've they've um they had some other sort of uh, yeah quirky ways to tackle. Yeah. What, what were they doing last year? I think doing we were doing last year. year. If you work in the local press, you get thirty percent of your phone calls are about dog mess, thirty percent about parking, and forty percent are other news. And think Havering did a thing where they were spraying stuff on the pavements just like it was a picture of a dog and then clean up after your pet or yeah. something like that they've as in um, like the spray paint yeah because they've, yeah. they've done that in other parts in a different county where there was a thing where they were doing that and it basically just turns it into art because <laughs> what the dog mess yeah because you just spray but they were spray painting it with various colors that just made you know like a fly will eat the the dog mess and it gets rid of it you spray paint it it stays there for a while Effectively, you've preserved it under paint. They weren't spraying the actual dog mess here. Oh, they, oh not here. Oh, they were. <laughs> they were in this other one. I, I was not aware of that happening. They, well, they should try that around here. They could paint a... it gold, you know, like the Olympics with the post boxes. Could go around painting them gold. When maybe they, maybe they gold. can do that for the Olympics. That's a great idea. Every time, every time that someone wins a gold medal, they'll go to where they live and just paint some dog poos. Yeah. They should. Uh, they, I did where I was covering that that other side. I, I can't remember the exact place where it was, but they were spraying the actual dog, the offending dog mess. And the other problem we came across is that at some point, if someone throws that away, then you're just left with the outline <laughs> of, of the dog mess, which looks like a crime scene, like someone's murdered a poo. But you're less likely to step in it. Yeah. Look at you finding the positive spin on something See? for once. <laughs> Um, so do we think this is a good idea then? The dog, cause I, actually, last time we talked about like CSI dog poop stuff, um, we, we were talking about the cost. But I bet the cost isn't that much these days to get a DNA test done. Jeremy Kyle can yeah, afford but someone's, it. Someone's job is going to be to go out, get a little sample from that and send it off to the lab. And yeah. I really just can't imagine that the conviction rates from this would be very high. I'm not I just, sure they're looking to convict. They're hoping that it will appeal to people's better natures or just embarrass them into it, which maybe isn't the better nature. But yeah. um, It's a social pressure. Know. It's one of the things that I just think we get so many phone calls. At least they're doing trying something out, aren't they? Something a bit different. I mean, it could work. It could mean that, you know, if you... Actually, the, what they on. should do is try and use some of this Pokemon technology and get the teenagers <laughs> to chase them down. <laughs> I don't think you actually need to DNA the dogs. You just because there's only like a handful of common dogs around it, in, you know, in the UK. The main, the main ones. All you do is come closer, right? Here's my conspiracy theory. They're not DNA testing anything. They're printing off pictures off the internet, like that. That e fit there. That's just a pic. They Google dog. 
right? <laughs> and then you print off that, leave it in the park. Anyone who's got a golden retriever will be very mindful. Oh, I can't afford to leave my golden retriever's mess because look what happened. You just print off about five different types of dog, the most common ones. They all stay at home because they're so ashamed. No more dog mess. I think you might be right there, you know. Or if they're not planning to do that, maybe that is what they should do. Because I think it would have much the same effect without all the expensive lab testing and and someone having to go around picking up bits of You can't hear the dog's gender. People are (laughs) going to be walking around parks trying to eyeball your pets. <laughs> it's fine. It's either one. No, it's a go. It's fine. It's False kind of alarm. Awkward, isn't it? When some some passerby is doing that thing when they kind of dip their head down. You know what they're looking for. You know oh, it's wrong. Um, well, thank you very much for bringing three splendid oh, stories what with a you. Place today. to end. <laughs> We, we've all done it. It's fine. We can share that. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much for coming. Bring along three fantastic stories. Uh, you want to plug anything? What's happening in your newspapers? Romford Recorder out today. Ilford won yesterday. People should go and get it. Ilford, uh, we are actually running a campaign at the moment around fly tipping and uh, on a more positive note about encouraging people to be proud of where they live. Um, so if that's something that you uh, agree with and something that you support, then pick up a copy of the paper, find out a bit more about the campaign, how you can get involved. Um, it's out now in shops. And run for recorder-wise, Emma? Um, <laughs> what have we got this week? Uh, we have got uh, a great gallery from the Star Walk. Hundreds of women are out last weekend. Uh, all your latest Ents, uh, the latest on, we've got travellers still going around the borough, which are causing some disruption. We've got the latest on that. We've got all the news, really, Steve. It's all there. And I forgot, yeah, I forgot to plug the column because I can't remember what oh. I wrote it about this week. Um, you wrote about getting a neck tattoo. Did I? Yeah. Well, it was the, <laughs> that was the line that out I picked well. out. Oh, they, they, you think you get, look at this for censorship around here. It's been cut out of the newspaper already. Um, yes. No, what, why did I was... Um, you're talking age. about surveys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Wow, right. that really fits with today's discussion. Mm. What age can you, do you have to stop playing Pokemon? At what age is it okay to just let your dog do whatever in a park? Because if you're a pensioner, you're pretty much going to get away with it. There yeah. we go. Um, thank you very much for coming in. We'll speak to you again soon. Podcast of this available at romforrecorder.co.uk at some point. I will let you know. Uh, yeah, see you. Is Chris back next week? Should be. Oh, so soon. One of you next week, maybe, and then with a bit of Chris, and at some point over the next few weeks, we'll definitely see you. Thank you very much for coming in. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to the local paper review podcast. You can hear the next one live Fridays, 2 p.m. on Time 107.5.